Let's get ready to study God's Word. Greetings to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and today's devotional is called Now I Know. Please remember to visit our podcast page, biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find our previous podcasts and study resources. You'll also find a list of the many podcast apps and platforms where you can hear these podcasts. Before we get into this study, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy, your goodness, your love. Please, Lord, help us to study your word appropriately. Help us to learn a lesson that will carry us through this day. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Let's head on over to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. This is a powerful story. Now, we tend to know about the first part of the story. 1 Kings 17 verse 1 begins, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Okay. It's an interesting way to start off this section of one of the most intriguing characters of the Bible. But the story is fairly straightforward. Israel had been in apostasy. Elijah was sent to deal with them. He delivers this message and disappears. The Lord sends him to the brook Cherith. He gets water there for some amount of time. And ravens come and feed him there which are all worthy of deep study. Verse 7 says, And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Verse 8, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Gotta love it when the Lord talks. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but an handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Okay, this is powerful. 
She's there. She's doing, she's getting some work. She's preparing for her last meal. He asks for water and she's willing to stop and get that. He asks for food and she says, well, that I can't really help you with because I've just got a little bit of food left. And when we eat it, we're just going to perish afterwards. So this is our last meal and I'm preparing to get it. Okay. This is a widow woman and she has a young son and she does not know what she's going to do, but she's moving along. And Elijah says, well, don't, don't worry. Go do what you said, but make me first, bring it to me, afterwards make for thee and thy son. Then he gives her a promise, right? Then he gives her a promise. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Okay? Um, it's important for us to realize several things in this story, one of which is, she belongs, she lives in Zarephath, she belongs to Zidon, which is Sidon, which is the headquarters of the queen Jezebel, but she knows who the man of God is, or at least she recognizes him, because she says, as the Lord thy God liveth. So that's one. The second thing that we want to see in, in this passage is that the Lord comes to her, right? The Lord has already told Elijah, I've commanded a widow woman there to feed you. Uh, but of course, the woman still has freedom of choice, right? So God is going to impress upon her the need to do it. He's going to go in faith. And now she has to be explained. But the Lord is explaining the blessing to her before she has to finish the commitment. Like, so he gave her instruction. She gave him her problem. He told her the promise. She moved in faith based on that. Verse 15 says, And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Okay, so here we have an interesting place in the story. They've been eating for many days from a cruise of oil that hasn't failed. And the Lord is so awesome in the way that he does, uh, that he takes care of us, the way that he does miracles and the way that he takes care of us. They have to exhibit faith every day, right? Because he could have given them a massive barrel of oil, right? He could have just given them a massive barrel of oil and a massive, um, a massive cruise of oil, a massive barrel of meal. And each day they would have gone and it would have gone down slowly. And there's no, there's not a lot of faith in that because the miracle has happened. You're astounded by the miracle happening, but now you're just living off of the land, right? It's day to day. Instead, every day, all day, when they look at that barrel and that cruise, there's a little bit of meal and there's a little bit of oil and they pour and some meal comes out and some oil comes out, but there's still a little bit of meal and a little bit of oil. It didn't fill up. They have to exercise faith every single day, every single meal. They're reminded that God is providing for them miraculously. Okay, now with that backdrop, consider the subsequent verses. Verse 17, And it came to pass that after these, that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore there was no breath left in him. 
And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? Sometimes our theology, in our pain, our theology can be warped. We don't often enjoy the blessings of God because we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. We're just waiting for our sins and our mistakes and our failings to catch up with us. Now, obviously, if we're going to continue in rebellion, that will catch up to us, right? God is not mocked. What a man sows, that shall he also reap. But the fact that we've made mistakes and the fact that God has extended an olive branch to us and the fact that he has put us in his blessing, if we are not actively engage if we've if we've repented of our sins and we're not actively rebelling against him we should not be waiting for our past sins to catch up to us because we we repented of them and he is faithful to forgive so here in her distress you get to see a little bit of her thought process which is here's this man of god in my house all the time and now my sins have caught up to me no one is remembering Thankfully, this man of God is here because now we've had food for many days when I would have been dead and my son would have been dead weeks ago or months ago, however many days is, right? And he says to her in verse 19, give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God. Hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? You have to wonder, is the prophet not sure how this works? Verse 21. And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And for the record, that word translated as soul is breath. We'll tackle that in another in another lesson, but that word that we have, that we see there, let the child's soul come into him again, is nefesh, which is breath, breath of life. Okay? Let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child, the breath of the child, came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh no, he's okay. As though nothing had happened. <clears throat> but here it is. Remember, our title is, Now I Know. Look at verse 24. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. And you read this story and you say, now you know? All this stuff that went on, but only now you know? We have to realize that in our experience, there are things that are miraculous to others that we take for granted. Not the same things for every person, but certainly there are things that we take for granted. For whatever reason, the food, the daily supply of bread did not raise to the level of miracle in her mind 
And her thoughts about God were still clouded for whatever reason. And now she says, now by this I know that thou art a man of God. But she knew he was a man of God because in verse 18 she says, what have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Right? But she sees him in a negative con context. Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? That's the other thing, you know, when we go through the, the scriptures, especially in the book of Ezekiel, God has to remind people, while it is true that the sins of the parents often become the sins of the children, and that the consequence of the parents can fall upon the children by their, um, by proximity, right? In general, God does not punish my children because I am sinning. Now, if I, if my children are following in my footsteps, certainly. But God does not routinely punish your children because of your mistakes. There are consequences living in a sinful world. And some of the mistakes you make, if I get drunk and, and waste all my money, my children may end up homeless. Okay? But that's not God punishing them. You see what I'm saying? That's not God punishing them. Okay? So that's, that's the mindset that she has, but that's not how God operates. And in her distress, she cries out about Elijah and what he represents. But yet, when her son, the one person left in her life that is key, when her son is restored to life, she takes note of that miracle. Now by this I know, that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord is in, in thy mouth is truth. You have to imagine that Elijah was spending time teaching her scriptural things. He wasn't just sitting in the house, just waiting out the, the famine. He was undoubtedly making use of time. And you can see it here because she says, and the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. But she was hesitating. She was, she was not accepting she was daily living a miracle of of sustenance but not fully embracing the god that gave it to her then she thinks her sins have caught up to her elijah cries unto the lord the lord hears his cry and now she knows that he is a man of god and that the words of life that he is speaking to her are truth from God. We each need to take stock of our lives and look at the things that we are receiving from God that are not commonplace, but we're treating them as though they are. And we need to recognize that there may be things in our lives that are preventing us from seeing the Word of God either directly in the Scriptures or through someone else who's trying to minister to us. Hopefully, we won't have to lose or almost lose someone we love or lose something significant before we can say, now by this I know that thou art a man of God and the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for all of these stories. We thank you for these lessons and we thank you for your patience. We ask you to help us all that in our day-to-day -day interactions we will see your moving and your dealing with us 
and we will know that your word is truth and we'll know that your promises are sure. Please bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this study. Please feel free to contact us via email at BibleQuestions at ASBZone.com, whether you have questions, comments, or concerns. We look forward to hearing from you. If you're finding this channel to be a blessing, please take the time to share our page with others and always keep our ministry in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study His Word.